This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, we get an update on how many feds are complying with the vaccine mandate. Some advice for how agencies can secure their social media accounts. And the Army is trying to gauge how gender relations are going in the workplace. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. More federal employees are getting vaccinated and complying with the Biden administration's vaccine mandate. 92.5% of employees are at least partially vaccinated. That's slightly more than the 92% of federal employees who reported having at least one vaccine dose two weeks ago. A little over 97% of employees are either partially vaccinated or have a medical or religious exception request pending or approved. That's better than the 96.5% of employees who had complied two weeks ago. The U.S. Agency for International Development has the highest vaccination rate. The Agriculture Department has the lowest. The Biden administration will not enforce the federal contractor vaccine mandate while a nationwide injunction is in place. More on that from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Agencies should make clear they won't take action to enforce the mandate on existing contracts or new ones. The new guidance comes from the Office of Management and Budget. It comes after a federal court in southern Georgia blocked the administration from enforcing the mandate and issued a nationwide preliminary injunction. The Biden administration is appealing that decision. Nicole Grisco, Federal News Network. Auditors reveal cybersecurity shortcomings at the nation's top medical research agency. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. The National Institutes of Health has numerous cybersecurity deficiencies. That's according to a Government Accountability Office report from June, just released publicly this week. NIH's IT systems contain plenty of sensitive data, such as infectious disease research. But GAO found shortfalls in the agency's ability to identify and protect against cyber risks. NIH also came up short in detection, response, and recovery capabilities. Since June, the health agency has addressed about a quarter of GAO's 153 security control recommendations and 25 of 66 information security program recommendations. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. Agencies have some new advice for how to secure their Twitter, Instagram, and other social media accounts. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency released the guidance yesterday. It warns that malicious actors could compromise government accounts to spread false and misleading information. CISA recommends using multi-factor authentication and managing privacy settings, among other protective measures. The U.S. Digital Registry shows agencies collectively operate more than 6,000 active social media accounts across multiple platforms. New cybersecurity guidance from NIST aims to make systems more resilient against attacks. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has those details. As agencies continue to face an ever-changing cyber threat, the National Institute of Standards and Technology are trying to help them stop attackers in their tracks. Ron Ross, a fellow at NIST, says the new version of SP-800-160 aims to help protect both IT and operational technology. How do we take 95% of our systems that are legacy and do certain things that can make those systems stronger, more penetration resistant, more cyber resilient? 
And that's really the focus of all those techniques and approaches in that publication. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Army is launching a new study on workplace and gender relations. The Undersecretary of the Army is encouraging soldiers to complete the voluntary survey. The survey is critical in estimating the number of sexual assaults and harassments in the service. It also notes workplace discrimination in the Army components. The results of the survey will be released in the summer of 2022. The Air Force is putting out a new set of modernization priorities. Federal News Network Scott Massioni has more. Air Force Secretary Frank Kendall has outlined what he calls seven operational imperatives the service must work on to counter China and Russia. The imperatives range from defining how the Air and Space Forces must address space issues to virtually connecting battle management systems. Other priorities include creating resilient air bases that can withstand attacks and achieving next-generation air dominance. The Army previously released its own set of modernization priorities. Those include efforts like soldier lethality and precision fires. Scott Massioni. Federal News Network. Top House and Senate congressional leaders worry the Department of Veterans Affairs is spending too much money on underutilized medical supply warehouses. VA established regional readiness centers in the early months of the pandemic to store an extra supply of personal protective equipment. VA is managing four warehouses now, but top Democrats and Republicans on the House and Senate VA committees say the department is holding on to tens of thousands of unused square footage. They want VA to reevaluate its needs and develop a strategy that matches the department's actual demand for medical supplies. The head of the Postal Regulatory Commission is back after a temporary absence. Chairman Michael Kubianda will serve on the commission through November 2026 after receiving Senate confirmation for a second term. Kubianda served on the board since August 2019, but his term lapsed last month, requiring him to step away from the commission for a few weeks. During that time, Vice Chairwoman Ashley Poling handled the administrative work of leading the commission. The Senate has confirmed a new CEO for America Corps. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has the details. Michael Smith got the nod from the White House back in June, and the Senate confirmed him Wednesday evening. Smith was the executive director of a pair of youth-oriented social programs, including My Brother's Keeper, housed in the Obama Foundation. AmeriCorps, an independent agency, matches volunteers with projects to help with disaster response, care of public lands, and aiding veterans and the elderly. Tom Temin, Federal News Network. The Small Business Administration is making the Office of Women's Business Ownership more prominent and potentially effective. SBA Administrator Isabella Casillas-Guzman says the OWO is now a direct report to her office. Previously, the office reported to the Office of Entrepreneurial Development. The SBA says the reorganization will not be final for another 10 months, but Assistant Administrator Madeira Cofield will begin reporting to Guzman immediately. There are more than 140 women's business centers across the country providing assistance to women-owned businesses to take advantage of government resources. SBA's decision to elevate the Office of Women's Business Ownership is part of the Biden administration's broader effort to make federal procurement more equitable. And the Biden administration is not waiting for Congress to pass the Build Back Better Act to reduce greenhouse gas emissions from federal buildings. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman explains. The Biden administration is spending $13 million on 17 projects to upgrade the sustainability of federal buildings. It expects these upgrades will generate an additional $700 million worth of investments for technologies that will reduce greenhouse gas emissions. The General Services Administration announced these projects before President Joe Biden signed an executive order Wednesday setting zero emission goals for federal buildings and vehicles. GSA Administrator Robin Carnahan says the White House will roll out more of these projects once Congress passes the Build Back Better Act. 
we need to get started on more projects like this. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcast. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.